good evening, good morning, hello to you wherever you are. Hey guys. Hi, hi, hi. how's it going? <laughs> uh, well, welcome back to after yet another hiatus of... Jake. I got pregnant, okay, <laughs> and I've been very sick. This, that's right, last, last hiatus was because we took in a foster oh. child, this hiatus was now because Amanda is currently pregnant. <laughs> and the last episode we said we were back and then we were promptly not back um but it's okay we record these (laughs) when we have time all is well we'll be fine um i guess since it's been a little bit since the last episode um what do we want to kind of give out as an update before we kind of i think that's the biggest one just i'm starting to finally like i'm well into my second trimester now i'm starting to feel a lot better and just over halfway right yeah Yeah. just feeling a little bit more motivated now um and i really wanted to hop on here because we had a really good conversation kind of about what we're going to discuss today or at least along the lines of it um so i don't know did you have any other updates um no i don't really nothing much has changed with me other than just I've had an ambitious year for reading, and yeah. I've knocked out quite a few books in a matter of weeks, but that's that's about it, and I want to keep kind of plowing through all my reading material. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think without any further ado, we can kind of dig into what we'll be reading today. I know you picked out, mm-hmm. um, specifically you're looking at Habakkuk 3, mm-hmm. um, so if you guys want to join us, that is where we'll be. Um, Amanda kind of had the idea for this one, um, so why don't you kind of do the lead-in, kind of talk a little bit about... um... Well, do you want to go over just um, Habakkuk as a whole first, and then we'll get into that? Well, I was thinking we could talk about, um, kind of give a little context on who he was specifically as a prophet. Yeah. Um, So if we want to go there, and then I can kind of do the overview of the generalness. Okay. Well, um, Habakkuk was a prophet to the nation of Judah, um, and well, I guess everything else I have to say is specifically about chapter three so that's why i was like i don't know if you want to yeah 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 i can so so basically kind of the crux of the crux of this book habakkuk's pretty short it's it's three chapters um and so really the beginning is the beginning starts with um habakkuk doing what is actually a pretty common trend among a lot of these writings is he's complaining to god uh, so he opens it up with complaining to God, asking, you know, how long am I going to cry for help and you won't hear? Or, you know, the world around me is broken. Why are you not helping? Where are you? What are you doing? Um, and at the very least, the first chapter is he cries out to God, God answers, and then he immediately fires back, gives his second complaint. Um, and then God gives him another response, which basically takes up the bulk of chapter two. So this whole kind of prophecy that's been written is um up until maybe about halfway through and then he kind of prophesies some other things is him having this conversation and discussing it with god um and then he kind of closes the book kind of closes out with um at least in my bible it titles it as habakkuk's prayer um so i don't know if you want to kind of take the lead yeah for the rest of that i mean like you were saying um i like how my bible puts it in the intro here it says habakkuk struggled to understand how god works but in the end, he became con- convinced that he could trust God no matter how bleak or confusing the circumstances appeared to be. Um, and 
uh, for me, what stood out was verses 17 through 19. Um, it just talks about how he had a fig tree that did not bud. Um, there was a grapevine he had that had no grapes. And he just continues to go through this. Um, and he says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in my God, my Savior. Um, or in other translations, I like the New Living one too. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Um, and it just shows like, you know, he felt powerless, but he rejoiced anyway. And, um, and it, it's kind of funny. I like how my Bible puts it here too. In the little notes, it says a person who rejoices during disaster can seem naive <laughs> um, or it seems like an inappropriate thing to do. Um, but, and I kind of applied that to like our, our life and just everything that we've gone through. Like we don't have a choice in what happens, but we can choose how we respond. And Habakkuk, he set that example of rejoicing in the, the times where he didn't understand God. He didn't understand why this was happening. Um, so I don't know if you want to add to that right away. Yeah, I don't have a whole ton um, other than just kind of mentioning we're not really going to read through all of chapter three just because it is it's a little bit lengthier. And I, I do I do think that the core of what we want to talk about is in 17 through 19, um, which kind of circles around to kind of circles around to this question of, you know, I, I think that's a trying to think how to phrase the question now like how how can we trust god when he lets these things happen right that's yeah, something that i hear a lot how can or you know other, other variations yeah how could how could god if he's so good let evil happen how could you know how is how is it that a good god can permit suffering to exist and and quite frankly there's a there's a lot of answers to that question mm -hmm. um you can listen to scholars talk for hours um, about the various different answers that exist to that question. Can I get um, give the one that I had? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking, like, if we rejected everything we didn't understand, we wouldn't do a lot of things. <laughs> like, we would never pick up our phone. We would never hop on an airplane or take medicine. Because, you know, we don't fully understand how those things work, but we use them anyways. Um, and... It made me think we have to treat God that same way, like trusting him, taking his hand, even when we don't fully understand the details um, of how he's orchestrating our life, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think that's a good kind of start to the answer to that question is, is yeah, we don't have to. I, mm -hmm. I think there tends to be this assumption in, and, and for the record, we're, we're going to kind of tackle the, well, you know, how can we follow a God that we don't fully understand or follow, or trust in God mm -hmm. um, when we don't understand what he's doing? And yeah, I think you make a great point there that like if we, if we stopped using everything we didn't fully understand, there'd be a whole lot of things that we just don't use. Yeah. Um, and, you know, how many other little things in our life do we just kind of accept and go, well, you just trust it works. You know, yeah. try, I don't understand how my car works, but I trust it to to get me to work, you know, to and from work every day. And I, and if that may sound like an overly simplistic viewpoint, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Um, just because there's, there's kind of a lot of weight that has to come behind that and, and some level of understanding that has to come with a statement like that. I don't think, I think if you're a Christian and you are just kind of blindly stating, 
oh, it doesn't matter. I just trust God. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's wise. Yeah. Um, I, I think you should still be questioning God. Of course, I think yeah. we should still be asking things of him. I think we should still be... And Habakkuk even does that. Yeah, Habakkuk opens with it. Actually, yeah. I do. I want to go back and I want to read Habakkuk, the beginning of Habakkuk 1. He states, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help mm-hmm. and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity? Why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise so the law is paralyzed. And justice never goes forth for the wicked surround the righteous. So justice goes forth perverted. Yeah, which... he's always asking God questions. Yeah, and so it, it's not a, when we're sitting here saying that, you know, we can trust in God, though we don't fully understand him. Um, there's another layer to that that I'll get to in, in just a second here. But we can bring our problems, our complaints, our situations mm-hmm. to God. Um, so he, he can handle he, that. Right, he welcomes it. Like, God will not break under the weight of our anger or our pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think this additional layer into into trusting God, even though we don't fully understand him, is that, and this can be a little tricky to articulate if you kind of don't have a relationship with God. Yeah. But when we're in, when I'll speak personally from my own life, and this will be kind of anecdotal, is I can see in my life the places where God has done good, God has blessed, Mm -hmm. God has worked things out, both from a standpoint of personal Mm -hmm. in my groups of friends and the people around me and at larger scales um i've i've been you know privileged to witness you know the workings and the turnings and and how god has taken and used situations in the ways that certain people have been have been blessed and for me the where i come back to with this is is am i going to understand everything the answer is no (laughs) god is so do i do I need to have everything understood? I'd like to. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, there, there are definitely days where I'd, I'd like to have, you know, God sit me down and explain, you know, every ounce of every situation mm-hmm. and why certain things are the way they are. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I can examine my life. I can see what I've seen. I can see the ways that the Lord has evidenced himself. Um and I, I can kind of look back and be like, okay, this gives me, in this situation mm-hmm. where I am confused and lost and not understanding what's happening, or I'm angry, or I'm bitter, um, I, I take on and I look at my past and I go, okay, he has delivered me through this, or he has blessed my friends with this, mm-hmm. or he has taken care of this. Not always in the way I would expect, um, but in a way that has been good. And yeah. so because I've seen, I mean, it's, it's kind of a level of trust that you'd have in any other relationship because I have, I have been given reason to trust God for all these other things he's done. Mm -hmm. So I can continue to trust him going forward. And that can be a little hard to articulate to somebody who doesn't believe. Cause if you're looking on the outside in, you're going, well, I have zero reasons to trust God. Yeah. Um, and so that can be, that can be kind of tricky ground to navigate. And I don't want to just kind of hand wave and dismiss and be like, it's just as simple as putting your faith in him. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, there's definitely layers and there's a, there's even a practiced discipline, I think of trust mm-hmm. that kind of has to go into that. Yeah. Oh, and I, some thoughts that I was putting together in my head as you were talking to or um, like there's, it's always important to constantly be striving to know God more and mm-hmm. understand him more and study his word more. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's not what I'm, you know, I'm not saying like we, <laughs> we don't have to do that. Like, right. oh, don't worry about that. Like, we should always be striving to do that. But I think acknowledging that, um, yeah, in these in times of like uncertainty that we've been in with COVID, you know, we're not going to understand everything and we just have to kind of be okay with that. Like, and just trust that, you know, at this time, all we have to understand is God loves us and we want to love him, you know, mm-hmm. and he's going to take care of us. Like, um, so I think ultimately, yeah, that's just the, the most important thing. Yeah. And, and ultimately, I think this is a kind of question that we could probably spend yeah. hours on <laughs> because and, and know that we're going into this understanding that there is a huge degree of depth and variance and nuance and answers to one question that then raise more questions we're not we're not ignorant of that but we're obviously not going to make a six-hour podcast (laughs) kind of trying to weave our way through the woods so to speak um just scratch the surface yeah we're we're kind of just scratching the surface on this but i think too I, i i like uh just going back to that ending of just that not understanding i think one thing we need to get past as humans is I got I got to think of the right way to phrase this. We need like our desire to have God answer everything for us. I think on some level can be prideful. Yeah. But I also think our desire for God to answer everything for us too can also be in another way controlling. Um and then in another way I I think those are kind of the two big ones cuz we expect God one we're we're talking, you know, the God of the universe here, right? Creator mm-hmm. of heaven and earth, creator of every man, knows every soul, calls every star by name, like infinite in power and wisdom. We're so limited in our scope mm-hmm. of things. Um, and, and so at least for me, when I come to this question and I look at it and I go, I am trying to wrap my head around something that is actually impossible to understand. <laughs> like from beginning to end, I will not see, like, the whole scope of what is at work, what is at play, what's happening. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to see that. I'm not going to understand it. I can spend the rest of my life studying this question and will never fully come to an answer um, that satisfies everybody with it. Uh, and for me personally, I've wrestled with that. And I've answered that question for myself. And I've been fine with the answer that I've mm-hmm. come to which is that I know I'm not going to understand it. And my desire to have every answer laid out, to fully understand, you know, what God is doing before I believe, I don't, I personally don't need to have that question answered There's no point in faith if we did understand. And and that's the other piece of it too, yeah, mm-hmm. is, is, I mean, it, it feels like a cliche answer to yeah. say. Because like, oh, well, yeah, there'd be no point. But genuinely, the whole, <laughs> a, a whole common recurring theme around, scripture is faith and choice and Mm -hmm. trust and quite frankly a relationship where a relation if you and i were constantly nosing through each other's phones trying to find evidence Mm -hmm. of someone doing wrong isn't trust that's not trust Mm -hmm. having that open phone where we're constantly in each other's nose is not trust we're doing that because we don't how boring would it be if we like totally understood everything about each other or everything about god yeah like we wouldn't have any 
awe or fascination, I feel. Yeah, I, I think that's, 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 that's definitely thing. true. <laughs> I well, just and, thought of that. I'm like, man. And I think that's why he gives us human relationship as a sort of yeah. way of allowing us to understand more. And I, I understand with some people there comes that question of like, well, he's, you know, he's God. He should be able to explain himself. And we can sit back and debate the merits all day of what God should or should not do. But if I knew what God should do, I'd be God. Mm -hmm. um, that's, I mean, that's just the way I look at it. That's the way I've always seen it is if I can, if I can tell God what to do, I'm God. Like if I can, if I get to boss God around and choose whether or not he's right or wrong, he's not God, I'm God. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not, that's not the way this works. Um, yeah. But going back to it, I think, yeah, the human relationships are a perfect example. I don't understand everything about my friends, their motivations, the things they're doing. And sometimes conversations or moments are coming up where there's conflict and trouble and it's confusing and you don't <laughs> understand and you just kind of have to, you work it out and you process it and you figure it out with each other. Or you sometimes, I'll be honest, we've had moments where we sat back and we go, I don't understand this about you. I just don't get it. I don't get why you're this way. It doesn't I don't even get... have to be bad things No, either. no. But it can just be like an obsession that one of us has. Like, yeah. we can look at the other and be like, I don't understand how you're so fixated yeah. on that. But I know that you are. Yeah. You know? And, and I think... that's I think that's a good way of thinking about how our relationships with each other are imperfect vessels mm -hmm. for trying to further understand things about God. Um at least that's kind of where my head is running at. I don't know if you had anything additional. I, I'd like to kind of sum this up in a little package at the end. Maybe, yeah, but... there's just so much that I could get into, like, even just, you know, how bad situations teach us things. And, mm -hmm. man, there's so much that we could, so many rabbit trails. <laughs> but... Yeah, well, and I think that emphasizes why scripture needs continual yes. study, because... Yes. A question that gets raised by one book gets answered in another, and that book raises questions that's answered in another, and that's kind of been, that's another common trend. That's why we need to stay in the Bible and reading scripture is mm -hmm. for that purpose. Yeah, but I think that's a good wrap on today. Yeah, <laughs> so to kind of sum up, obviously, like, there are, I think... Part of the walk in Christian life is accepting that there are just going to be things that we don't understand. Yeah. And it's okay to not understand. And it's even okay to be upset, angry, hurt, confused, mm -hmm. you know, raging at God over the things. I can think of things I've raged at God about mm -hmm. that I haven't understood. Still don't. Yeah. But it's important to respond appropriately. Uh, respond yeah. appropriately. And that's, that's, I think, what we see modeled here is <clears throat> Habakkuk takes this pain, this confusion, this anger throws it directly at god mm -hmm. you know god gives him his answers and ultimately where it comes back around to is habakkuk goes okay i don't get it you but know i trust you but i trust you and i you know mm -hmm. i see your works i see what you do and because of what i have seen i'm willing to trust you with what i don't see mm -hmm. um I think that's kind of as good as a place as any to mm -hmm. sum up and wrap it up anything else you want to share before we kind of hit the stop button and call it a podcast i think that's it i mean yeah to me this is just like what worship is about so just you know praising god for what he has done and mm -hmm. continuing to know that he's gonna come through yeah for sure so, yeah so cool. i think that's it hopefully our sound wasn't too wonky because jacob here likes to move like around to move. constantly i like to, I like to wiggle 
and um, move his Bible on the table. I'm, I'm so little, I apologize. I'm, I'm fidgety. I'm a fidgeter. I like to. <laughs> I have to always be. We doing have not something. invested in fancy equipment yet, but I don't well, think it's needed. That's not entirely true. Um, oh, sure. You're just. We too do. Lazy I just. I'm up. just too lazy to set it up. So this suffices. <laughs> we'll um, see you in another six months. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> no. sooner. Uh, but this has been this has been Jake and Amanda read the Bible, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Mm-hmm.